What up with it? It's your big homies, big homie, and I'm standing in for the always authentic Annie's Austin. The vivid voice. Um, the episode you're about to hear is episode 18. It is our pod clash with Senko for Sweet and the Sweet Life Podcast. Shout out to Eugene Wright, uh, C. Noel, uh, the Phasing Octopus, and Wu Tim as they came through and chopped up Juneteenth and a myriad of other topics that we had on the docket uh, for that evening. It was a kickback. It was a lot of uh, libations, laughs, and it was just a feel-good night. So please enjoy this episode as we dive into topics that you might enjoy if you identify with the nerd and all of us. So I appreciate you guys for listening. Stay tuned. And as always, stay with it for the money. It's the Widdit Committee, young, talented, gifted, black love and politic talk. Not love and hip hop, but it's knowledge we give out. I hope that you can catch it and try to run it back without fumbling the shit we kicked off. It's not for the simple minded, more for the gifted. I give my opinions. Hope you can rebuttal the shit that I kick. If you can't, then be quiet. Take a seat and just try to soak up the wisdom we spilling. Widdit Committee, gotcha. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, then we gon' talk about it. We not those other fools. This ain't your typical hypocritical dummy news. They do that shit for views. We do this for the youth who come behind us. In the trenches, you'll find us. Giving game in the brains of the youngest to remind them of the greatness inside them. Let them know that they can become whatever they want to be. Just look at me. I'm a young black lion. And yeah, I'm full of pride. Chilling with my lioness. Product of my environment. Whether it's brown, dirt, green grass, or iron fence, or a picket fence. Don't matter. Long as you get through it. With motivation, dedication, and wittiness Hard work and greediness Even the sky is limitless You wanna know what my definition of witty is Or what wit it is That's what witty committee is Throw up your W's Tell us what's up with you And we gon' talk about it Yeah, we gon' talk about it Throw up your W's Tell us what's up with you And Bear gon' talk about it Anise gon' talk about it Sankofa Sweet, the Sweet Life Podcast in the building. Oh, Whole, uh, 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 an enormous amount of game shit. <laughs> this was this was gonna be a kickback evening because these the, the 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 good time that these gentlemen showed us when we decided to pull on, on them for the 420 podcast was it was electric, it was hilarious, it was it was side hurting. I want these gentlemen to have the same. Hospitality that we had, so we was like, you know what? We gonna come in, we gonna kick back, we gonna chop it up, we gonna we gonna have some libations. Sweet life, <laughs> it's the only life I know, little bitch. We go. Sweet life. Yeah, 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 yeah. This part remind me of Tasha and uh, Bone Thugs. Yeah, Tasha. Yeah. Well, uh, I I want you I want you guys to uh oh, oh I I have had the pleasure of being around all you guys, but I some of you I know for a fact are just some of like some of the best people to know in social media. I, I, you I know you're taking your hiatus on social media this year, but following Derek 
and Tim on Instagram. Like it's just been hilarious. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy my face is right there. Yeah. He's the anonymous term. You, you the anonymous dude on, on, on first forty. Your business is gonna see these edges. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm giving y'all. We side drink. We know you can hear us from over here. We try, but it's gonna get loud from here on that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. You found out it's crunk too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. We um, I I want um. First and foremost, I, I know um, today is Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth, Happy Juneteenth. And I know that it's, it's 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 literally a holiday that seems to be bypassed by a lot of people. I I don't think that we put enough notoriety behind it, or what exactly um, it should mean to us overall. So, what is what 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 is your position on like how big this holiday actually is? Um, I would say uh, <laughs> I'm happy that it's being celebrated. Because uh, it seemed like last year we had no Juneteenth festival of recognition in the city. And then all of a sudden it was like two, three different festivals this year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are actually talking about it getting active. So it just shows a sense of pride in ourselves. Me personally, I mean, Freedom is a state of mind. I'm already free. So, you know, it's cool to celebrate it for a day. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm pretty even chill on everything. You know, holidays, you know, I already understand the mindset that I need to have a person. I feel like. Um, but that's just my take on it. But happy Juneteenth, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's We're going to fill y'all in on that. We just ran into the a situation thing. outside. Yeah, but. <laughs> way to look at it. First of all, I want the people that's tuning in to understand um, exactly who our guests are. Um, if you're not familiar, this is the second installment of our pod, Clash. Um, these are the gentlemen that represent the Sweet Life Podcast, which is an arm of St. Cova Sweet. What I want you guys to, Eugene, I want you to talk to these people and tell them what St. Cova Sweet is and tell us exactly what that entails in the city of Birmingham. I want you to be able to talk to us about what that does, how you are able to maneuver with certain people. Just talk about that and then talk. tell us about how the Sweet Life came about. All good. Um, before I do so, um, because I gotta say this is like the first, this is probably, other than the Basshead Jazz album, uh, this is the first thing that we really launched underneath um, Sankofa Suite. So I want to make sure I show people some love. I want, I want them to introduce themselves. So Definitely. Them as well. Definitely. But hold on. We're going to say them shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm C Dog. Um, remember the Sweet Life Podcast? I'm chilling today. Sober than motherfucker. So I'm, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. I got some context I want to add on the Juneteenth thing. We'll come back to that. Definitely. Definitely. He's really the heartbeat of the Sweet Life podcast. Uh, he creates the content. We follow Sweet. Um, and to the right of me, uh, I go by Baze and Octopus. Uh, Baze, Octo, Derek, DJ. Um, we call him whatever you feel like because it didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> DJ. 
Tim Coleman, man, former comedian around Birmingham, former uh, baby daddy and your baby mama, former... Uh, Happy Father's Day. Definitely, man. Happy Father's Day to niggas, man. Like, who got kids? Former employee of Somebody Warehouse. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm a man of many gifts. You know what I'm saying? Um, I get jobs and don't, like, stick at them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm quick to quit a job. Fuck yeah. it. I ain't never been fired. Fuck what you talking about. I got my junk teeth on every night of the day. Man. I got that goddamn uh, Section 8. You know them hoes only work four months out of the year. Hey, hey, Am I lying? The nigga with the shits. Yeah. Single mom, single father. That's me. Trying to get my baby mama on child support. <laughs> and if I do that, I'd be a local hero. I'd be signing autographs and shit. Nigga, I'm playing the Guinness Book of World Records. Hey, my nigga got aspirations. Amen. So, I'm Eugene Wright, uh, formerly known as Eugene's Neutron. I ain't shit yet, but I'm working on it. For my mama. Um, <laughs> but yeah, rapper, poet, creative, newly found author. Um, just talking about every man of creativity. But uh, with Sankofa Suite, man, uh, the word Sankofa itself means uh, to go back and get it in simple terms. And I think that's significant just for me as a person. You know, my story, been doing music since I was in high school, going to another city, been somewhat uh, prosperous or successful, if you want to say that, and then coming back to establish something real. Uh -huh. um, this is a part of my journey. Um, and and the Andrika Ghana tribe. It's a heart-shaped symbol. But it also means that uh, you don't lose anything by returning to what may be at risk of being lost. Mm. So learning from the past in order to move forward. Those are the meanings of Sankofa. Sweet itself is not like sweet in the flavor, but sweet as in uh, like a hotel suite. Um, that being, I want to be, I want to have everything that embodies creativity, whether it's podcast conversations, recording music, helping artists get their stuff in line as far as distribution, showing how they could do books, merchandise, um, other ways we can bring revenue into a creative field uh -huh. of any kind. That's kind of what I want to do with my company and interactive hip-hop culture at its core for people that don't create something that can come out and be a part of with the different events that we plan on hosting, like the sit-down sessions, which is the first of many other events that we have planned. But yeah, that's Sankofa Suite as a whole. Um, the Sweet Life podcast came about. It was actually these guys' idea. Like I wanted, I wanted to do something where I built the radio station. Um, okay. But when I got into it, I realized that's a lot of work. Yeah. It was really uh, them. They was like, "Hey, we want to do a podcast." And they was gonna do one at Faye's uh, house or DJ. His mom was DJ. I'm <laughs> <laughs> It's like they gonna do one at DJ house, and uh, I was like, "Yo, got studio right here. We the homies. Let's kick it." So they came through, and the first episode was completely shenanigans. The first three episodes were shenanigans. <laughs> hey, this our first. This like our second collaboration besides Alamo, right? Or knock a nigga down, pick him back oh, up. Oh, okay, yo, like old school. Yeah, but I'm saying that's like, 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 like,
But yeah, so these are like day one homies as well. And that's a cool thing being able to I mean, I always wanted to put my niggas in position. I right. think I did somewhat, maybe not to a full degree as I should have. Okay. But I, I had to make a move on some other shit. Go back and get it, right? Yeah, go back and get it. So now my day one homies are doing creative things themselves and it's like, yo, let me help my people the same way I've dealt with a bunch of other artists. You just don't forget your tribe. That's yeah, I don't want to be right. tribe. So yeah, but that's Sweet Life Podcast was really their idea. It was gonna be called edit this shit, but you know, you can't put <laughs> shit in um we can put it in titles, but we can't really brand it that way mm-hmm. in business sense. So it was interesting to hear that, um, because when we when, um you can find the, the Sweet Life Podcast on Anchor and all um uh, distributions like they they everywhere just go on anchor you find them a lot of places it's interesting because um we wind up getting on anchor as a result of dan telling us about it mm-hmm. d lynch the guy who was just on the interview with us he was the one who told us about anchor so when we found you guys on anchor we heard that you guys were recording the sponsorships you know um like hey sponsor this shit like we i thought that that was so fascinating because that's an element of Revenue that people don't even really pay attention to like, yeah. you know by actually simply just recording a message to you know Try to bring in some type of revenue from the people that the the platform that you own like hey Sponsor this shit pay us for, for us real. to talk good about you zero money down hustles all 2020 What's up? <laughs> <For> <laughs> <real? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> So getting back into the conversation of Juneteenth um I saw that you had you guys had been posting a lot of stuff about some Juneteenth mm-hmm. celebrations that was on the fifteenth, and you guys have a event tomorrow, which is going to be centered around not Juneteenth, but it's a, an event tomorrow that's going to be centered around like HIV awareness and things like that. But the Juneteenth um, festival that you guys were talking about, that you guys did on the fifteenth, I thought that was really dope because, as you were saying earlier, like we really didn't have that much talking about Juneteenth no. period and it's kind of like what Brian was trying to get at earlier it's like okay what are your what is your view on that because I know a lot of us kind of not a lot of us didn't learn about Juneteenth until you was at somebody college you know what I mean a lot of us didn't learn about Juneteenth or the significance of Juneteenth in our community and then when you found out what it was, you know, a lot of you had a, a lot of black people telling you how you should feel stupid for celebrating the fourth and not really giving too much credence to you to saying the pledge, like a whole bunch of ultra woke shit. So I mean, what y'all think? Go ahead, y'all got to flip. I want to make one correction because I don't want to take no credit. Uh, I was just a guest performer. So shout out to the Regenerative Society. It's a nonprofit headed by Wesley Wright and West Cameron's artist. Hey. Um, this is our. R, the letter R society on Instagram. Follow them. They're doing good work in the city. They're a nonprofit. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them. They asked me to come out. Uh, West Cam, one of my uh, homies, mm-hmm. he told me you know, he would be in my community. That's how I appreciate it. Shit, he said on the mic. My fault, y'all said, nah, that's bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was a part of the damn announcement you were making. <laughs> You found the Kendra spirit. But yeah, I just want to at least give him a process. He did a good job at putting that together with everything he had to go through to make that happen. But yes, Juneteenth. Yeah. Yes, Corey, we'd like to know. Well, basically, uh, Juneteenth was originally called uh, Jubilee Day. Yeah. Mm. Jubilee Day or Emancipation Day. Emancipation Day. And um, it became 
Juneteenth because, of course, I'm sure you all heard the original story what happened in Texas and all of that. Blase, blase, I don't want to get into that, but um, during the period of, uh, from 1865 all the way up to like 1915, it was a huge thing mm. around the whole South, South, like in Texas, all the way up to over to South Carolina. They would have fireworks. Um, they would have these marches and parades in which they would actually start at the plantation that their ancestors worked on all across like the South. They would start there and they would march um, to the grave sites of their ancestors and then come back. And they would sing and dance gospel songs, chant spiritual chants, and it was a big thing. And up until um, the Great Depression, um, people kind of kind of dissipated because of the fact that a lot of, I guess, black intellectuals at that time they were trying to merge with that, their ideas of being free with becoming American. So they wanted to. They felt the argument was that um, let's celebrate as being American on the 4th of July because I feel they felt if they celebrated Juneteenth, it was like it, it brought up a lot of mental scars mm -hmm. on, on their end as well as white people end. So that's why it kind of dissipated. But it kind of reemerged over time. Other people, like um, like the Geechees of South Carolina, they, from what I've read, they have the most definitive Juneteenth, uh -huh. Juneteenth experience. So mm -hmm. um, it's always been around, but I feel like, in my personal opinion, in 2019, um, and beyond that, it's going to evolve every year. It's going to get stronger because of the political climate and social climate that we're in. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the things that's going on in, in D.C. Because of going back and getting it. Right. Exactly. You see us coming together more. You see we're doing more plant-based shit. We, we actually we're growing vegetables and fruits at the house, wherever mm -hmm. we commute. This is a commute. This, this is, you know, this is by design, us being in here for real, honestly, yeah. like this is history repeating itself, you know. Uh, we learn how to shoot guns, we hunt, we doing everything, we get our bodies in shape, we eat right. So it's just the sign of the times, I feel like things, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge history fan, so I feel like history is repeating itself, we, we becoming more self-reliant. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like over time, um, it's going to evolve, and I think personally, um, I think it's going to become a national holiday. Yeah. It, it maybe it may take 10, 20 years, but I think it is. So, in my opinion, I'm willing to bet on that. But that's my take. Word. Derek. Uh, <laughs> well, I ain't gonna too much reiterate on the recording here, but uh, like having Juneteenth celebrations is cool. Like you get to go out, you get to learn some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Check out some performances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yo, like, I, I tried shrooms for the first time that day, you know what I'm saying? Like, Completely that unrelated. Was, that, was, that was an experience. Live your truth. That is not a typical <laughs> Juneteenth <laughs> celebration. Shrooms and all that shit. What, hey. a, what a strippers and the midgets at? Fuck. I can see it growing more over time. Like, it's interesting. Like, um, 
like you learn about that shit. Like you said, like you in fucking college or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't learn about this shit in high school, none of that. And then you sit there and you think about it. It's the most American shit ever for like the black holiday to not even be celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in here, DJ. Come on. Come on. You know I want all that English shit. Come on. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the most American shit ever. Like, you go to work. Don't nobody even say happy Juneteenth. Yeah, nigga, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to rip this one. <laughs> but, like, and then it's also fun to, like, fucking put white coworkers on. Cause like, oh, to watch their face. Hey, it's something they, you know they know. Like they know that should be great. But they be shocked when you find out that you actually know it's holiday. Yeah, no, like, and then you just be like, yo, just give me the federal joint, you know what I'm saying, so I can be mandated off. Yeah. And we can get the fuck on. You, you know just, what I'm saying? You just gonna give me a data boy, a pat on the back. You know, we know what you had. Like someone's been doing a little research. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guys, I can read. <laughs> Here's your customary bookmark. Look, white people give you this little... No, no, Okay. Okay. I fuck with him. I 
eating it ain't shit. I fuck with it. People get pulled over in Birmingham, step out the car, sir. I'm gonna pull the best Michelle, so they gotta go through the angel. Spread them. Spread them. Put out that Cadillac. It's Hoover. Bitch ass shit. Cause we got a nigga in the office right now yeah, that's a whole ho. He ain't got a pussy at all. Whole ho. Whole ho. So I would <laughs> I wouldn't I, I don't know. I just I think that that's gonna go on different tangents. That's gonna go on different tangents and we ain't gotta go there. What you think about Juneteenth? <laughs> what you think about Juneteenth? <laughs> I think that it is something that white people are extremely uncomfortable with allowing to happen. No. Oh yeah, because for one, you have to admit that slavery happened, and then you had to admit that you took years to tell a certain group of people that they weren't slaves anymore. So it's compounded on top of each other. And I think if you walk around, I think the reason why it's not, it doesn't have the acclaim that it does is that you got people like Elizabeth Warren who will get on the forefront and say something that about our history that people need to hear and listen to. But you know how comfort works with people that don't want to accept being uncomfortable. So they so, shave it, the truth. Exactly. So they dilute it. They say they try to diminish it. They try to minimize it. So in the event that we do have this this arena where, like, we actually get to, to, to portray the execs, like, this is exactly what happened. You can't run from this. Hey, Sally, pay attention. This is the truth. Accept this, and then you can go and do whatever you may want to do, whatever you want to do. But I think the bigger of a holiday Juneteenth becomes, there's no other holidays directly connected to slavery. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing else directly connected to it where you have to look at it in right. its face and understand right. that you, the, the, y'all really had people subjugated so much so that you had them on your, 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 your land like animals. Right. Like, you don't want to look at that every day. So the fact that every June 19th, you're going to have to look at this fact, I think it bothers them so much so they don't even want it to go anywhere. Right. You know what? They give us so many. They give us... They try to give us, and I ain't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. But they constantly always remind us about other people's struggles. Let's go. Jews, Come on. Fake. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I can't be doing this. I ain't gonna get nobody shot. Anyway. <laughs> oh, shoot up. I'm just saying. Nipsey wanted us about it. You know. Tell nobody. Anyway. We got guns, we got too. Guns I'm, I'm gonna let, let y'all have it. We got guns. You know, I come, ain't. We got guns, you. too. Yeah, I got it. You know, come on. Come on. You know, he... Uh, they give us this shit on June, you know what I'm saying? Then it's an awareness month about AIDS, right? Then Black History is like right. in the shortest month. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. We get our celebration on fucked up month. Why we can't get that bitch in? You get what I'm saying? It, yeah. I mean, things happen when it happens, but y'all see how what Black folks get? Yeah. Like every card we get dealt with, okay, it's some on the end of it, but mm-hmm. it's a fucked up card. Yeah. We ain't never got no fuck it. Okay. We we never can't be like. Huh. Yeah, I I, I, tru- I truly believe like. Like, when it comes down to hitting back onto what you were saying as far as history, I don't think that white people deal very well with guilt. You know, so they don't deal very well with the guilt. So they, so they try to put it into a, a lens to where they can look through it and not feel as guilty. Hence how they treat 
Abraham Lincoln. They make Abraham Lincoln sound as if he was a warrior and he was tired of racism in his country, so he did what he needed to do and freed the slaves, emancipated the slaves. But history tells us this was not anything to do with compassion. This had everything to do with compensation. This had everything to do with rectifying or making sure that the South and the North had money that, that was continuing to go. Like the North was angry that the South had free slave, slave, free slave labor. Hmm. So, hey, let's eliminate, let's eliminate that whole issue so we can even the playing field when it comes down to using, utilizing seamstress and cotton and all these different things. It had nothing to do with making... Um, Lincoln, right. making, it had nothing to do with making something right or rectifying the, the treatment of slaves in this country or black people in this country and it's never about that it's like anytime they give black people something they want us to make a big to do about it like oh my god we gave you guys black history month and as he was saying it's, it's the shortest one of the year oh my god look at how we treat you guys as music oh my god we gave you rap we acknowledged rap music as a viable genre oh my gosh like we gave you we allowed you guys to come and integrate into we allowed you guys to come and play baseball and basketball. And basketball. Hey, they got rid of us in baseball. Them you know niggas speak Spanish now. You walk up to that nigga, that nigga look like me. Uh, I mean, but they told us what this was. They said this is America's favorite pastime. Yeah. They completely removed the, the, the Negro League. Mm -hmm. Made us feel completely wanting to separate ourselves from that, and said, "Look at how open to the, look at how open we are to including you guys now." Mm -hmm. yep. When all that really and truly was about was making sure that they will always have revenue. That's what that was about. So anytime black people giving something, is always a, a, an incentive behind that. Black people, white people, don't want to have a constant reminder of the wrongs that they've done because they always pushing forth this narrative that we don't see color. Oh my gosh, we don't see color. Oh my God, we, I mean, that happened so far long ago. It was so long ago when you don't, they don't realize that the, that the people y'all talking about is our grandparents. Oh, my mom, exactly. that, that, that's yeah. not far away from us at all. Like, we live in Alabama, bro. Like, like I go to my granddad's house every other day, and I done heard stories of, like, fucking Alabama State being bombed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They definitely, they definitely don't want to talk about that. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah, we was free from being slaves, but shit, we just, after that, we was fucking three-fifths human. We were slaughtered. Yeah. We were slaughtered, and, no and, we, and we weren't able and to we, vote tonight with no protection, no rights. We had no say so. That's like over like fifty years. So we had to build up that major league shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And think about all the like shit that them niggas didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Like playing major league baseball, and, and we still got shit. it. And, and we got still got the shit out yeah. of it. We yeah. had to have like like people don't understand that. Like you were saying, Corey. Like yes, we were free, but they had nigger hunting licenses down here. Yeah. They yeah, had we, we the, the police what you mean had like, <laughs> 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 those expired last week. Phoenix, Arizona. You're right. You're right. You're right. But they went, actually went and applied for a damn license like this was a gun license. Shit, I got my nigga hunting license. Eh? Like like this is deer hunting. So the point that I'm I'm really making to to add on to your point, Bear, is the fact that white people 
if it's uncomfortable for them, their privilege allows them to be able to operate in a realm of insecurity and just no factual background, period. Mm -hmm. If it's insecure, like, you have white people who will refute the fact that the Holocaust happened. And that's what happened with Jews. They make sure that they put every special about the tyranny of Hitler all on every Netflix, Hulu, all on the internet. You can find about the tyranny and the, and the, the, the trouble that the Jews will issue. We, we heard all about that. But when it comes down to black people, it's like, I mean, we, we still talk about 9-11 to this day. Mm. To this day. To this day. To this day. To this day. <laughs> they they, they said slavery was real because they have ships. And then they found it more <laughs> They found the slave ship. It won't be. Underwater? Yes, they found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. 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 This is the last uh, location. That's this is where the last slaves yeah. were undocked from the ship. That's where they found it. 1895, and they made their own community. You know, you mm -hmm. visit all these major cities. They got uh, Chinatown, Little Yeah, Italy, yeah, yeah. All these ships. They have an Africa town in Mobile. It's the only one of its kind. But these were the last ship slaves that were actually on their way to America after they found out slaves were free and they settled their own colony. That's yeah, where they found the ship. Town. That's where they Mobile. found the ship on the I forgot on what the border ship was, but yes, that's very if, I want to say it's not with an A. They got it on the internet? Yeah, they, they, the um, It's a homie, uh, damn, I forgot his name, but he light-skinned with dress, put out an album named after it. Uh, some, I thought it was started with Bro, who is steering these know. motherfucking ships? Because I don't believe white people were steering these ships. But they probably were. Go, go I mean, why you know, say that? That was a navigation. Yeah. Yeah, right. it, probably, it probably wasn't steering. It was probably going in the direction where they thought. Yeah. North I'm trying America to figure out, nigga. Let's just be real, nigga. I'm on that boat. Cuz and blood. That's like that fake ass 9 11 plane. Oops, again. That's like that 9 11 plane, nigga. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nigga, I'm like, that plane, that if, 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 Jeff if it's. Jeffield don't melt steel beams, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, but if the shit was real, I believe the planes were. Um, those were like robotic planes. They was controlling them hoes with the new with the new shit. Yeah, like they the automatic shit with the cars. Yeah, oh, automatic when I aim. That's when they introduced yeah. autopilot. See, I ain't even gonna go into conspiracy theories with you because I'm conspiracy theory queen. Yeah. I ain't gonna start this shit. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying though, like we can talk about it later. Yeah. Clotilda. Yeah, Clotilda. Okay, yeah. So what you think about Juneteenth? Um, I mean. All of y'all said that y'all knew about Juneteenth when y'all was in college. I found out about Juneteenth around the same time I found out about uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. And this was like sixth grade. Because my dad made sure that we knew about our history. Like, we would go to Atlanta like every other weekend to go to the Civil Rights Museum because they had different programs and stuff like that for us to know. I mean, they didn't have as many programs as, well, they had more than we have here. And... As far as like Juneteenth is concerned, like we used to celebrate it for like a little while, but it wasn't like that that big of a deal for us. I'm glad that now it's becoming more mainstream as far as like people actually learning their history and learning how Juneteenth is important to us. Like, I mean, shit, I'm gonna still celebrate Fourth of July, but it ain't because the emancipation of of of. of it's because you got an off day. 
Right. And somebody got a grill. <laughs> shit, I ain't got no all day. This is my all day, y'all. This shit crazy. But anyway, uh, I hate my job. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. You got the 4th of July. All we know is really barbecuing, drinking with your friends. That's it. You ain't really celebrating nothing like that. But like Juneteenth, I feel like that is an opportunity for you to actually celebrate and be with your people. Like everybody together learning different stuff about your culture, learning different stuff about Africa, like learning different stuff about colonies that was here, that was formed. Like I feel like that's a perfect opportunity to learn about it. But yeah. Black History Month ain't, ain't in February. Black History Month it's is every, every month, day. Every month, every day, 365. Like, fuck what they gave you. You don't have to take what somebody gave you. Right. Make that shit. I exactly. do want to say this too, because definitely celebrating with the people is such a good feeling. I had an uncontrollable urge. I ain't gonna call it a nigga moment. Nigga moment. But when you at USB in the middle of downtown Birmingham and it's like 200, 250 people that want to swag surf at one time, oh, wow. I'm jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to the Regenerative Society. That's the spirit of our ancestors. <laughs> man, I was with it. So here, man, I, I got this swag. You like, okay. Yes, I'm leading this way. That's that's I a was slow waving for the beat yeah. drop. Now, really like, that's a Negro spiritual for real, love love. Like, oh God, oh God. I really appreciate that because like that's how I managed to live beyond two thousand. Like seven. that's when yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was definitely yeah. attending this college. Decade later, and we still don't know what to do. You know, yeah. I hope I'm sure I right. hope these folks getting some out of that deal because yeah. I don't understand. Right. For real, because hey, the label be fucking nigga. Yeah, sir. Royalty. <laughs> Find out about Blueface. Blueface getting his money for, from four different places. That's crazy. That made me find out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold up, wait a minute, hold up. Run that back. Blue face, Blue, Blue face is signed to like two different people and four different people, like two more people on top of the two that's already supposed to be getting money from him. Bust they, they gave him like a hundred a hundred thousand dollar advance. Do you fucking know that shit don't belong to you at all? You got you getting cars and shit and clothes and also nigga, blue face on that So that big ass stupid ass belt buckle cost fifty thousand. Hey, hey, so that big so chunk ass belt buckle. Like, like it's four different people that's getting blue face money. And he can't four. rap. And he can't rap, so his his allure is about to be open. Man, they said blue face. Can I get a big bag? No. Double size that. Man, that they said that nigga sent his vocals in two days before they sent the beat. Yo, <laughs> he he was, was, they say hey, they, hey, they say that nigga sent his part before he sent before they sent him the beat. Gets actual play unless it's somebody else that's on it. Yeah. So like you gotta pay Bust them motherfuckers too. Oh, so yeah. either way it go, you broke. You finna be out here with a raw foe like TLC in this bitch. Oh my god. You finna be looking stupid. <laughs> First T white one shit. Oh god. Bag it up. Bring it back. All of these new artists that's coming out. 
don't know about that. I wasn't saying it about him. I was just saying he gonna be bagging it up. Bringing up and bringing it back. Before he sold drugs, that man went to a regular high school just like everybody else did. Like that man didn't sell drugs. Yeah, he had a football scholarship in South Carolina. And you could have did. I didn't think not educated that. You came with them Velcro shoes. That's probably exactly what happened. Yes. <laughs> Everybody I know that quit playing football yeah, quit that exact same life. way. <laughs> okay, you know I'm done. Right. You play football too. Since you know that smack feel like feel like your soul just got there. Hold that quit. So speaking of Doctor Strange, this is a perfect segue. I love joy when that happens. I love when a plan comes together. Me and Brown, I mean, we were sitting on, we were sitting, politicking or whatever, discussing stuff, and we was talking about, um, we was talking about like the way people perceive themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like most people are drawn to a particular. Um, <coughs> Fantasy as character, whether it's from a movie or a comic or game. mythology, a game or whatever. We was talking about how people gravitate towards heroes. So it got me thinking. It's like, well, of course I know which 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 good part of you you gonna talk about. But what villain do you identify with most? I, I would that. like to have a conversation about that. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I always wonder why they never made a fucking villain movie about my nigga Joker. Okay. Just joking. Everybody come. It's, it's coming. coming. It's coming. Why can't you finish? Man, you don't want to see that shit. That show. Don't. First of all, fuck, fuck DC Comics, the DC Yo. Cinematic Universe, fuck everything that they got going on. Smoke. I said what I said. Y'all some hoes. Y'all don't want to be great. Y'all don't want no motherfucking money. Y'all don't want to get no bag. Fuck everything that got some y'all. Bitch, y'all ain't drinking no malt milk, or bitch. I hate you hoes. Y'all like keeping it real. <laughs> fuck you, something at. Anyway. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> I like to, I like to know Joaquin Phoenix, old dust ass, stupid ass, fat shoe wearing ass, dumb ass, slack wearing ass, ugly ass, Joaquin Phoenix, with the vintage looking ass, what the fuck wrong with the nigga? Who you talking about? Who you talking about? Okay, first of all, alright, hold on. Alright, so if my man ain't Batman Beyond, I don't wanna fuck with you. You, you know what's up. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> up. If he ain't, if he ain't, if he ain't that, I ain't fucking with it. Cause I ain't fucking with it. Cause see, first of all, you fuck niggas, bitch. Y'all hoe ass niggas. Y'all should've never with these origin stories. I don't wanna see Batman and the motherfucking parents no goddamn more. I'm sorry. They got everything. They did. But the thing is, but the thing is, but the same, what I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, the reason why I cannot stand motherfucking DC coming the cinematic universe is the fact that all I want is some continuity. That's all I want. All I want is for y'all to be able to pick a story and stay there. Now y'all last and rolled out the red carpet having Ben Affleck play goddamn Batman and Bruce Wayne. Y'all put this dumb ass shit out here and y'all told us that this was gonna be good. And when he came out, what I said, I said, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. He was a very good Bruce Wayne. He was a yeah, he was a good he was a good Batman. Mm. It was but, cool the idea for the voice, like but the I mean, I mean, 
that was cute, but at the same time, who said it was trash? Cause let me let me find out your favorite Batman with Christian Bale. We can rumble. Yo, okay. we can rumble. Let me find out your favorite. I'm a Batman historian. Me too. What you mean? Your favorite Batman with Christian? Your your, your favorite Batman with Christian Bale? Like what? What the fuck no, is that about? No, no, okay. Michael Keaton still. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you certified, chef. Yeah. But <laughs> when it comes to Warner Brothers, they conflicted between competing with Marvel, Marvel. and yeah. maximizing profits. That's but the thing, but that's the thing. They don't want no money. They don't want no motherfucking money because all we want is for y'all. Listen. When they first started this out, they came out with Man of Steel. First of all, they warned me over with Man of Steel because I'm a, I'm a I'm a keep. That movie was not trash. That movie was not trash. So, so we gonna talk about Lois Lane, a regular ass reporter, you know climbing what? this ice mountain, fuck her. getting into okay. the spaceship. Well, fuck that bitch. We talking about. We talking about now. Oh no no no. But we talking about. We gonna talk about um. What what? No. no wait, 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 wait. Man, we talking no, about humanizing goddamn about, Superman. We gonna talk about Pa Kent, um, letting Superman not save the dog and him die. Man, I, I was upset <laughs> about that. But at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, real Small shit. Don't count. That's bruh, it. Yeah. Fuck all that. At the end of the day, <laughs> Clark Kent, for the first time to most people, bro, you you don't really know hardcore Superman fans. Other than I only know like a handful of. First of all, don't nobody give a fuck about no goddamn Superman. Let's keep that shit gangster. Don't nobody care about Superman. Superman well, ain't got a butt chin. I never like that. Exactly. <laughs> so either you hate it, either you hate it, Sheldon, or he was you were just completely indifferent to him. Yeah. The reason why I like Man of Steel is for the first time they humanized this character because I get tired of seeing this for the same reason people don't like Captain America, um, motherfucking Cyclops. Cyclops from X-Men, that, that Boy Scout shit, that all-American good guy shit, nobody liked that. Nobody thing. resonates with that. Fun fact, Cyclops is my favorite X-Men. Fuck Cyclops! Hey, Cyclops, hey, fuck that! Cyclops is your favorite? Man, you can't talk to me, man. Hey, hey, yo, what you mean? Hey, hey, what hey, you mean? Hey, hey, what you mean? Hey, guess what, guess what, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this, Cyclops was never wrong. That's the fuck you want!
Let's, Let's go. Let's do it. Make it your stupid ass. Get your stupid ass. Big dumb ass. You gotta ask you shit. Get the fuck out of the Cyclops. So he's gonna do it. you shit. Logan wanted to fuck his bitch. Yeah. He did. And he did. And he did. A long nigga like, oh, oh, oh. And he did. And he did. Gene ain't worth shit. But, um. In my life. No lie. You right as hell. But it's like hooked. on my life took from, from a character standpoint. Yeah, from a character standpoint. And like they keep bringing Marvel got problems. Marvel got problems. They keep bringing back trash. First of all, Marvel, don't you do that? Marvel didn't do that shit. That's Fox. Leave them alone. No, 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 no. It's Cummings. Cummings. So oh, you talking about the com- yeah. oh, you talking about the yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you right? Yeah. No, like the Phoenix. Yeah, like that. but no, Cyclops is great because he gave birth. Like he helped birth some of the best characters. What he birth? Cable. Cable's his son. <sighs> okay. Uh, X Man. Mm. X Man, the most powerful mutant. Is so that son. nigga said it like he ain't a celestial being. Fuck that nigga. And plus his dad was he a space pirate. The only reason he why. That's that's why. First of all, he wouldn't even go through his brother. Space pirate, dog. Nightcrawler's dad was a regular pirate. <laughs> he ain't even the dopest of his siblings. A demon pirate. My bad. He was a demon pirate. Like, he the whole brother. <laughs> so, the whole like, let's be serious. He so the whole brother. Havoc group. is a whole? Nah. I'll take Havoc over Cyclops. Alright, so, you know about Cyclops and, like, why his pals are the way they are, right? Yes. About, like, the whole brain damage and, like. Yeah. We got all yeah, that. His yeah. pals supposed to be, like, Havoc shit. Yeah. But, here's the thing about Cyclops. He actually led the X Men. Yeah, we're gonna have him Yeah, I mean, we can leave my nigga if you want. I want to, cause he's terrible. So you can do that. That nigga trash bag shoulder. That nigga led the Cyclops for how long? He he led the X Men for how long? Like five minutes. Five no, before Logan. Actually, no. no. Before Logan. No, before Logan was Logan. never actually the leader. Yeah, I know, but you know who the leader is? Storm like, was. Right, he just fucked off and did what he wanted. Storm to was. Yeah, Storm actually was. Oh God. Right. The leader. Yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. No, Storm is the best leader of the X-Men. Fuck you talking about, yeah, gang shit. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with all that. I'm yeah. with all that. Yes, Miss Monroe. Yes. We gotta Thank go back you. to the to the villain shit. Yes. Like I would okay. really yeah. love it. We got off track. He had just came out he of the first thing. He, he said Man of Steel was trash. Now, now I ain't gonna let him shit. say nothing. Oh, I'm gonna let him ride. I ain't gonna let him ride. Let me let me say So he's gonna only up part to the man of steel. Hold on. I just wanna say anything involved Zack Snyder is Bullshit. My nigga, you know, I cannot focus that side. You know, my nigga, Watchmen is one of my favorite graphic novels. Yeah, yeah. you right as hell. Okay, that's all I want to say. Man, you can't do that. Hey, have you, you a fan for real? Cause I don't, I don't ever see nobody bring that part up. Guess I learned how to read. This is so trash. Damn, yo. Hey, you a real nigga for sure. I've been new. I can smell the real nigga them dripping off of you. I can smell, I knew it. I knew you were about some. I knew it. I know. Because he, he fucking, y'all niggas some nerds, bro. On my mama. On God. On my mama, big nerds. Okay, so what you fuck with? Cause you gonna tell me about a villain in a minute. You gonna I tell me some villain. I'm gonna shock everybody when I tell you who my villain is. Oh. Okay, you lead out there. Oh. Daffy Duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yo. That's just fine. <
That nigga my superhero. Daffy was a real nigga. He was out bread. He stayed getting his goddamn uh his, his shit blown off and he still talk panic. shit. Yeah. He was black as hell. Yeah. He got his dick blown off. Yeah. Black lips. Yeah. Some of the cartoons, the earlier cartoons, the Looney Tunes. He was treated wrong as fuck, but my nigga still stood, stood tall. Yeah. Don't want water. Okay. Daffy Duck, my, my villain. So who your hero? Uh... Any nigga got his baby mama on child support. Thank you. <laughs> right on brand. Daffy Duck, huh? Hell no. Daffy Duck. That's why. That's lit, though. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Duck season, that's whatever she's in. Duck season, duck season, fire, bitch. <laughs> you gonna shoot my mouth off and I'm still gonna be like, fuck you up. Talking that shit. Fucking yeah. despicable, bitch. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we first find out about despicable, nigga. Like, wow. Darren, who your bitch? Uh, so like villain wise, I guess. What to give you a gold star or some shit? It would probably be like a toss up between like Hush and Dark Side. Oh, Hush. Yeah. Oh. Like Hush, my nigga, because that nigga's just evil Batman. Like he was like, "Hey, Bruce, I um, love him. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> I can do the shit you do, but fuck you." Yeah. And like I fuck with Hush on that shit, and Dark Side, yeah. that nigga just that nigga ain't taking no shit. So who's your hero? Uh. Don't say Cyclops. No, I guess like <laughs> I guess Nightwing. Like I, I got the Nightwing tattoo, so like you know what I'm saying? That's like, interesting. That's like, Everybody likes Nightwing. Just yo, like Nightwing is like Nightwing is like growth. He represents growth in comics. He does. He because he's like wow. a child. Sheen. He, you know what I'm saying? Like he grew up and like he was like, hey Bruce. And he decided I'm to make go his get own a blood haven and fucking do my damn thing. And then he came back and like. Fuck niggas up. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, yeah that is that is the quintessential growth element as far as comics. Like we saw him up under the tutelage of the superhero and then yeah, go off to still exactly. be his, his own superhero. Like I can respect that. One. That's dope. Yeah. You know why though? Oh, that please. man going. They wanted to be involved with nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> Batman, Batman, <laughs> Batman. Batman <laughs> hey, a long hey, dick and his girlfriend. He's hey, crazy. Don't worry about. We talk about Lady. The Al. thing about Bruce is like Bruce brought up all the Bat family to be able to like. He set up like that whole Batman Incorporated boom yeah, shit. Yeah. Like when, he, when his ass got killed with the dog. dark side and shit. Put the dog hole. Hey everybody that don't know about superheroes, that was a nerd joke that went over. Cause I definitely don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here with a child. <laughs> you got a favorite villain though. So Eugene, what you got? I do, but he probably can make a better one point for the one I said. So other than going with that, um, I'ma say, and it's gonna be shallow as fuck. But if we stick him to comic books, no, we not. We not. We not. You tell me what you're saying. Yeah. Tell me who you identify with. That's what I wanna know. Hank Moody. Don't buy no shit about him. It's cool. Who was that? Please tell me. He's the realest nigga. That's not a nigga. That's the realest person. That's not a real person. And it's a show on Showtime called Californication. Oh, okay. Somebody really named the company. That was scary. Yes. Okay. You just really want this nigga to win, but he cannot win. <laughs> you lucky if this nigga draw by the end of the episode. <laughs> he wildly <laughs> coyote. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, it. See how I brought this in for you? Give me some. He's a writer in Hollywood. They took his book and they made it into this shitty movie. And it was a bestseller. He fucking hates the movie, but that's his claim to fame. And his only rule in Hollywood is no actors. So he don't cut the shit. 
He don't play the shit with nobody. And he got a baby mama. <laughs> he ain't got no wife. He got a baby mama. Mm -hmm. The wife cheated on him. Damn. So damn. that happened. But he out here doing his thing. He got bitches galore. <laughs> but he loves his daughter. He be trying to get her back. But when he was like, you don't act right, I got all these bitches over here. So it's like, this nigga's a villain and a hero. So I fuck with him. That's who I relate to the most. Uh, as hero? a villain and a hero. Um, other than that, I would say fucking black down the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't did. Uh, somebody did it for but black dynamite. I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> Be that as it may. <laughs> I threw a plate. I, I threw a plate at you, but you did not connect. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga in Poodle Tang. I love the motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Lucy K had a hit with Poodle Tang. Yes, Nick man, bro. Y'all remember when Poodle Tang daddy died in the damn orphanage? <laughs> because he got, because by the gorilla, bro. That shit was funny. Oh man, that's the funniest part of the movie. Jermaine, my brother on here. Jermaine, you remember when that nigga died? Man, that shit was funny. Said, all right, my bad. Okay, Corey. I'm Goku had a whole fight with Freaks. 
and stopped. Vegeta didn't butt in at all. He said, okay, let, I'm going to let you get you some, but I'm going to wait here the whole time. Time Vegeta let the hell go blue and decide he want to get on the field. This nigga, Goku, come out of nowhere. Wait a minute, Vegeta, let me do it and kill Vegeta. Nah. I mean, y'all some ho-ass niggas. Nah, that shit was so bold. That shit was wrong, bro. That shit was wrong. That shit was wrong. But that shit was wrong. I want to throw it. He don't, bro. And it's obvious. I want to throw an honorable mention in there uh, for villain because I feel like he's the most relatable villain of our generation. Motherfucking Riley Freeman. He's a superhero like villain for some of us, so that yeah. would be like a hero for me and a villain for the white people because we know who he's a villain for. Precisely. I, I, I really love that you said that about Vegeta because we was just talking about that last night. Like growing up is realizing. When we was younger, we really, we really rooted for Goku, and then growing up, realizing that you really identify more with Vegeta is like a whole growing experience. But it's like some growing up. You know what? I really don't even fuck with you like that, Goku. <laughs> I know, but then I always like yeah, goddamn Vegeta. Hey, straight up, uh, he like, used to make uh, what's the what's the bald headed nigga? Krillin. Oh, Nammy. 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 Yeah. Okay, like, so uh, when I first got hooked on it, I'm like, who is this little nigga running this big? Yeah. <laughs> I, was yeah. I was like, nigga, I'm little shit. Let me run this big nigga at school, goddamn. Okay, I'm like, fucking with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hip, bro. Like, yeah, if you in the hood, and you see shit and shit fit your shoe, you like, nigga. This old head kind of big. Okay, I'm going back to school. Hey, man, but when he had that pink shirt on as a bad guy, I was fucking with him. He was old enough to wear black. Hey, I'm fucking with him. Hey, Vegeta was my nigga, dog. Because, like, he talked that shit. Yeah. Let me ask you. He called that nigga Kakarot. He called that nigga Kakarot. Bitch, your mama named you Kakarot. I'm calling you Kakarot. No, that's his real name. Yeah. Since you brought up 
Boondock. It gotta be Uncle Ruckus. Like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> He's so fucking funny to me. Like oh. I know it's yeah. I know it's black people out there. First that man of all, got his own theme music too. But okay, oh, this man yeah. was a preacher. Do y'all remember when he was a preacher and then he got struck by lightning? Yeah. <laughs> and and he said, get your banana peeling hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, you can't even let somebody help you get up off your ass. Like, he, he a snitch. He got like eight different jobs. He love white people. Like, and you know it's got to be somebody in this world that's really like that shit. What's, what's the nigga name that you don't like? Hell, all of y'all watching congressional hearing today, the nigga... Uh, Burgess Owens. Y'all watch that. That's Uncle Ruckus. Oh, I believe you. You're talking about uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason Whitlock. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, hey, this is your show now. This is your show now. Look, nigga, guys, he said what he said. He said Jason Whitlock. Yeah, put the camera on him. Yeah, put the camera on him. Yeah, because he ain't playing. Let's what go. he's talking about, y'all. And he said what he said. Y'all. Fuck. Jason Whitlock. Great moment. Fuck Jason Whitlock. <laughs> With all of my soul. All of it. Like, don't you ever come out and disrespect your own folks on national TV and pound it to the people that ain't barely gave you shit. Pound You fat, lazy, fedora wearing slob, gob, bathtub, shaped ass nigga. You got your heroes? Um, she, she I mean, okay, so I don't know if everybody know about my fascination with Scarlet Witch, but that's like, Yo, you did not go Scarlet to Harley Quinn, though. Harley Quinn is like, who been Quinn, Harley Quinn is like, been no, no, no. Wait a minute, who finna do something about Harley Quinn? Get rid of the mutants. I'm done with them. And boom, House of House M. Of M. <laughs> exactly. Yo, what you talking about? Yo, Hope was the last mutant. Nigga, they had to go to the future to go get this. Bitch. They had to go to. <laughs> <sighs> I just love you guys so much. I just, just I just love them so much that because man that man know about House well, of M. What the fuck y'all be doing to find all this information? We read. Don't bad shit. We read. That's what the fuck. Don't bad shit. How y'all stumbled across this shit? Like, nigga, really we had real right? life problems. <laughs> yeah, we shit. I know reading, but like, what internet sites y'all find? <laughs> You know, YouTube will help you out tremendously. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just go, just go on YouTube and type in everything I need to know about an inter character's name. So Fifteen long. minutes, you hit. Exactly. You got at least the surface level enough to when people start talking about it, you can jump in with like a tidbit of information, like boom, boom. and now you feel like you're part of the conversation. I, oh, I went to school with that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, so I mean, so then you got, so then you got Scarlet Witch, right? One of the most powerful <laughs> mutants. In the history of Marvel, like, boom, period. But I I was fascinated with her before I even found out she was the most powerful. Like, that's been my bitch forever. Yeah. Then you got Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is, like, middle of the road. She's a villain. She's a hero sometimes. I mean, she really is. But, like, when I think about villains, that's my villain. Like, 
She loyal. You know what I'm saying? All right, then. She do. All right, let's talk about that part. Ain't no goddamn. She the middle of the road she some damn time. She dick whipped. First of all, she dick whipped. First of all, sir. Don't do that shit. Don't, don't do, do that, that shit. shit. <laughs> when Shawnee cut his face off and, and, and tried to do that bullshit was, well, she was like, fuck no, baby. I ain't doing nothing. Fuck no, baby. She ain't doing that shit. So you got, so you got, who else you missing? Two two heroes. Out of that, I said, okay, so I said Uncle Ruckus, my villain. Uh huh. I got Scarlet for my hero. Wanna make it hoe get in your face? I got. <laughs> what Harley. you gonna do? For my villain. Is she gonna ball up like a bitch? <laughs> what you gonna stand up like a man? So then I got. Oh, another, say that. So I'm gonna do my last hero. My last hero. It has to be Constantine. Mm. Oh, man. I love Constantine. That nigga's hilarious. I love dog. Constantine. I mean, like, <laughs> from the moment I seen, like, I didn't even know about Constantine, like, as far as the comic book was concerned, until about maybe a year before the actual movie came out. Yeah. And I was obsessed with this dog, man. That like, nigga's so fucking funny because he, he don't give a fuck. He don't. <laughs> he do <laughs> he at the same time. Exactly. He do that job. I just don't give a fuck. And I'm all out. I'm all out with it. Nigga, the game ain't and that. Nigga, nigga tired just of everything. In it. That nigga's tired of everything. <laughs> I mean, he brought a mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> my life that I she's black but the way I found um, comic books is because I had an affinity for Greek mythology. I had mm. an affinity for Greek mythology, Norse mythology, um, Roman mythology even though it's the same thing which is you know you know just different people. So um, I wanted something that I can identify with and some of the things that I was learning about African mythology was like a Nazi the spider and things like that. Yeah. I wanted to see something that I could identify with and growing up if you have any anything any affinity for comic books in period you grew up with the starter pack. You grew up with the starter pack, which my brother was, it was in the comments. Hey, Jermaine, was talking about earlier, like you grew up with the starter pack, which was the animated shows, which was Batman, Spider-Man, and X-Men. dun 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 Like, I don't care where you at, you remember that. So, you remember those things. So, I I took that and traveled on down the road. I was always interested at the fact that, that Storm was 
was portrayed to be so weak, but she was always, like, she could never master her powers without her passing out. So I was like, I mean, I want to like her, and she's somebody that I should like because she, she controls, she's the weather witch. And then when I got into looking at her, I realized that she really was heralded as a goddess. Yeah. She's minding her own black-ass business as a goddess, and then she came in. I mean, as she was, when she was younger, when she was younger, she was a thief. You know what I'm saying? To try to survive. Like, she was really out here thugging. And that's how she found out. That's how she wound up running into T'Challa. But that's a whole different type of story. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's how I wound up having an affinity for Storm when I realized that she is more than what they give her credit for. She's way more what, what they give her credit for. They think that just because they put a, a caramel complected or a light-skinned bitch with a gray wig or silver wig, <laughs> then that's Storm. And that's far from the truth. And I be goddamn accent. mad because y'all be trying to hold my dog like she really ain't that motherfucking nigga. Like, <laughs> like she really ain't her. So Storm, um, the villain I identify most with, well, one of the villains I identify most with is Medusa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Medusa mm -hmm. is the... Medusa is the, the villain that I identify the most with simply because it is another story about how men change the narrative. Mm -hmm. It is another story about how simply by minding your own business and doing everything correct, you will be heralded as a villain if the wrong people get control of your narrative. Mm -hmm. So I champion Medusa. Like I've I've always championed Medusa, especially being somebody that ran into these realms. Like a lot of my heroes I found inside of fiction because life was just crazy. So I found myself trying to identify with something inside of fiction because I just couldn't identify with myself with anything else I'm around with. Another hero of mine is Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Yo. Okay. <laughs> Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah, he caught jail once, didn't he? Tifa that nigga. Man, dog. what you mean? What you talking about? Yo, hey. shit. Bye. Hey. Hey, that I nigga. just love this nigga right here. <laughs> On my soul, I love these folks over here. <laughs> On God, well, I'ma talk to him. Cause I love that man and that nigga right sorry, that nigga right there. Well, you know a lot of shit and him with that daffy dog shit. But you, but y'all know some shit. Y'all forgot just, about frog horn, leg horn though. All right, that yeah, bitch can talk his way out of anything. That's a smooth heart. You, you seen one of them? <laughs> you seen one of them chickens for real? Like, like I see, I he see. really is like whatever chick, the brown home chicken or whatever. <laughs> that bitch big as fuck. Let me tell yeah. you that that nigga emerged uh, from that chicken coop. I was like, yo. <laughs> I really don't like her, Emma but Frost. it's because of characters done what so what well. But then they hold her in the goddamn movies. Um, yeah, no, nah, they do I her mean, wrong in the movie because yeah. she be running shit. Running shit because she be running Cyclops. Yeah, like a hoe. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, Emma Frost. Um, she got the nigga killed recently though. Poison Ivy <laughs> for for small reasons. I only like Poison Ivy because of of her her aesthetic, the way she like. Cause I, I'm a fan of red hair, but I mean she care about signs. I'm a fan of red hair. I like red as hell. That's it. But <laughs> other than that, and Miss Marple. That's about it, fam. Miss Marple. Miss Marple. It is a Agatha Christie character. Mm. 
like parole and Agatha Christie Agatha Christie is a murder British murder mystery tyrant. So phew, that's exactly who I identify with the most. But as far as villains, Medusa and Emma Frost and Sephiroth. Yo <laughs> I got his I need that sound effect. Yo <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Red, 13, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yo, Go ahead. The homie Red. Uh, hey, man, I'm going to talk to you about this shit, though, because I know you're getting a remake. I know you're getting a remake. I'm the whole thing What you mean? You, what you, why you saying it like that, DJ? So, mm. all right, so Final Fantasy VII is not in my top five. All right, we ain't got to fucking talk no more. <laughs> you done got me fucked up. No, bitch. I thought he was cool. This nigga done said the shit. He going to say Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy 4, 6, 9, 12. 12? Like, 12? Yeah. 12 was your. With Bane? Are exactly. you crazy? Exactly. Alright. That crazy. He just disrespected me like that, too. So, <laughs> see, I ain't so, even did none of that, man. He's he sitting in my shit. That shit crazy, T. That shit crazy. With Bosh, nigga? With Bosh, ho ass? Bosh? With Bosh? Hey, man, damn. I'm gonna tell you straight up. Man, Bosh, man. Bothier and Friend are the true main characters of that game. Man, fuck you, dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> damn, bro. You ain't even say you 10 or nothing. Bro, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, oh, yeah. she know what's up. You on board with him, and I was like, hey, she know what's up. Yeah, I'm just rolling up for the rest of my gym. NBA Street Volume 2. What you mean? I roll up too. I just don't understand. Heavy on some nerds. Hey, we can talk about that. Hey, we can talk about that shit. Hey, hold on, time out. Small interjection. I don't, I don't know y'all dealt with this, but Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. on 64. Come get your ass dusted at any time. Jemaine, that nigga saying Final Fantasy 12. Jemaine, I can't believe you just did me like. Y'all know what? What I'm feeling for the third stream. The third stream is gonna be something nobody. Well, they I doing can't it now. Because everybody's really, everybody's really finding out how much niggas fuck with. I say five hundred seven was bad. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I third stream, y'all. Third, y'all, third, y'all, y'all, third stream needs to be a video game stream. Bring out your motherfucking console. Did he say fifteen? Because it seemed like y'all. Oh, fifteen trash. Trash I got. We got. I got Grand Theft Auto. It's like you want to smoke some. Everybody is fucking with. It's like we all on a different language, but it, we speaking the same shit. Yeah. Because I never fucking play with Final Fantasy. It got too many words in it. I'm not reading all this. shit. <laughs> Didn't know. <laughs> got, it didn't have real world applications. I, nigga, I would probably always lose because I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> I'm just so fucking sad. Fun Fantasy 6 is awesome. I play, I love Fun Fantasy. Hey, you can suplex the train in Fun Fantasy 6. Yeah, I'll put them in the commercials. Yes, the fuck they do. 
But see, Goku's an idiot. Goku a hold of me. Most tall niggas, most tall niggas. No, Batman had that
He beat that nigga. Batman <laughs> defeat him with the with the white privilege. And That's he another thing we don't like him. Cause Superman was a coon. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm real 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 shit. But you, you got quiet, man. What you got? He just don't feel like talking about it no more because, <laughs> right. I mean, it's... I'm talking about this off the record, man. We can go all night. What's a king to a god? You yeah. will. You can't kill somebody that, that can't die. down so, the street that's taxing these motherfuckers right. twenty dollar bills. So can we explain <laughs> the story y'all? down real quick? Yes. Oh, so y'all yeah, was doing the video. Uh, the video. Hold on, we finna watch my snap real quick so y'all can look at. Man, who want? Which one of y'all want to tell the story? I got it. So I want this to be a collaborative effort. So, first of all, niggas didn't even know that it was a motherfucking lawyer's attorney office down the street. All the mm -hmm. way down in the corner. Yeah, we know the people that's right next door. Not even next door. That's this nigga right, right in the corner. All so, in the corner. Last we chilling on the charge and talking about, I guess, like, what the fuck niggas been doing this shit. Here come goddamn uh, Saving Carmen San Diego tip top hat. Top, top cat hat he got on. And he just paid. I thought he was about to hand us a Jehovah's Witness brochure or some shit. But evidently he was like, y'all know what's going on today, this, that, and the third. We like, yeah, well, it's June 13th or Juneteenth. And we like, yeah, cool. So, yeah, he was like, well, you know, that goddamn uh, nigga in the president's office. to approve the $20 bill. on the $20 bill, but they ain't did it yet. So, I'm going to go. Oh, God, he pulled out his steps. My nigga pulled out an ink pad and a, and a Harriet Tubman, like, stamp. That is well, not Tubman. That look like that look like the Jefferson. Keeper. That look like Jefferson just caught oh, them no, hands yeah. in the face. And if you what I said, I was like, oh, that's just Salvador Dali. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Salvador this Dali. motherfucker <laughs> dips the stamp in uh, the fucking ink pad. And he's like, I got some 20s right here. I'm thinking this nigga needs to give up some 20s. Uh, Harriet, Harriet Tubman 20s, and I'm going to show you how to do it. And like, me, I know how to use an ink block. But <laughs> this nigga proceeds to uh, stamp Harriet Tubman on top of the Andrew Jackson 20. And we like, oh, you a lawyer? <laughs> like, but you know it's legal to, you know, yeah, deface, as long as deface the bills, bill. Yeah, as you don't deface the bill value. But ain't that deface? Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm gonna take these and give them to the church. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pop off attorney law. <laughs> this happened while we were outside waiting. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't my dude they know is. No, it's Calvin Niggas right here. Yeah. Uh, that's my nigga Biggers. That's what that's who Man. that is. Right here. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, then we was fucking with him, like, okay, well, happy Juneteenth. He was like, yeah, happy tell them get easy. White folks having Juneteenth, motherfucker. So, <laughs> that's where the shit comes from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With your hey, black exploitation voice having that? Oh, having Juneteenth. DJ didn't get this shit on camera. Nobody would probably believe, believe this shit. Yeah, but yeah. Nigga, this round this bitch stamping $20 bills, putting Harry Tubman face on This nigga is stealing wallets.
This nigga is like the last resort option before a court opponent of attorney. And you get that nigga for a quick 50 dollars. <laughs> talking about we was, we was talking about how like um what it seems like when it comes down to our generation we are separating ourselves from um tradition so like not necessarily a lot of people are, are finding out what the difference between a relationship with god is and religion so it's a lot of things about religion that's rubbing people the wrong way which is putting them in places to where they would consider certain things that they probably were told was the devil or taboo. So like we were talking about numerology and you know <laughs> zodiacs and um, tarot cards and things of that nature like we were wondering like being that we are born and bred inside of the Bible building we we from Alabama like how do you guys feel about you know taking a step away not from your religion of not from your relationship with God but going to other places because what it seems like everybody is so twisted inside of trying to find themselves they're trying to find a place to hear God no matter what is it no matter where is it no matter the vehicle that they use anything like we're trying to figure out where we can find God so what do you guys mm -hmm. feel about like going to other places like to find God like do you think that's sacrilegious do you think Getting a palm reading is something that God is gonna come out of nowhere and smite you for that now. Like, what do you, what do y'all feel about that? Pops was both working double shifts to put 
people on the table. So it was more about work ethic. I typically had to find God on my own. And from what I found in my studies is that religion itself is meant to be a practice. The issue we deal with today is that religion is taught to be literal. As if that is absolute fact, non-debatable, with nothing to sustain that in most cases. When I do feel like it's truth in religion, I feel like it's meant to be preached as metaphorical. When I was into the church thing and I was going, you know, to sermons and finding all these different religions just on a common level, let's just say Christianity, um, understand, you know, they teach, you know, David slayed Goliath with the stone, that's fact. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that happened in my heart? Hell no. But I believe that your obstacles, whether it's, you know, temptation, drug addiction, whatever, can be as tall as Goliath and God be the power to conquer. Precisely. Do I believe Moses stuck a stick in the water and parted the Red Sea? No. But I do believe that God will make a way when there is no way. Precisely. The problem is that it's taught to us in our generation. As if it's fact. As if it's fact. And yes. it's literal. And people have, they feel in a way where we have to accept it as that. They've died for this. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same token, people died for the right to have slaves. That don't make it right. Precisely. Right. So let's look at Let's look at this in a real life sense. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is in, in, in the idea of studying different religions, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Islam, whether it was um, Rastafarianism or whatever the term is for it, don't quote me because I've been drinking. Um, what I found, I've related more to theories behind uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. And because that wasn't necessarily taught as a religion Precisely. as a practice a practice and when i understand when i understood that oh okay all of this is meant to be a practice something that you do repeatedly as a guideline to bring you closer to god once you have practiced enough to understand how to get close to god and understand how to find god in your inner workings mm -hmm. and what you do but understand that you are still human and you are still flawed it makes it much more simpler it's not as complicated as people try to put it you right. innately know right from wrong. You don't have to tell a child it's wrong to kill your mother. Exactly. It's ways of the world that can misguide you and take you into those places. But if you train the child up in those natural instincts, they already know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. You know you have to eat. You know you shouldn't kill. You know that this is not yours unless it's a survival mechanism. Animals mm -hmm. still, the same way they say like the garden, the animals will go to heaven because they still live like the way they do and eat. That's because they don't kill unless necessary. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and he, as a human, we still are animals. We still have these same instincts. It's just we don't have the physical attachment to the world because we're not top of the food chain, but we're more advanced in how we operate. We're cognizant. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we're we a self-thinking organism. So it's like we still have these same bylaws and attachment. It's just we don't operate underneath that same understanding because we have a consciousness that is that is that can determine what it is that we want to choose to accept or not accept. Mm -hmm. So with me personally, like I said, I'm not a fan of religion, but if you use religion as a practice, not as a literal definitive, because I'm not for Muslims being to the strict to the point that, you know, this is the only way, you know, I'm not as I'm not strict to the point of if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 
I don't really care about your the messenger. Did you get the message? Precisely. Right. That's right. my idea on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I feel about it. I feel as if uh, black people today, we we are having more people come into that, and that whole idea of like, you know, I'm not my grandparents. It's, yeah. It's a 50-50 sort because our grandparents went through a lot of shit, but at the same yeah. time, we can't take the same shit that they took. Yeah. Because they took it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, that's just my stance on it. I feel like you are, not that you are God, but you are a product of God. And when you search you for it in God. other places, you know, that's cool. But at the end of searching at those other places, you should figure out that it's inside of you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go nowhere for it. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave it right there. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I got something. You know, I definitely got something. I definitely um, grew up in the church. My family helped found the AMU church in the early night, like 1904. Where? It's told it's told down Nichols Temple. Mm. Used to be like where the brickyard was, but the preacher in the early 2000s sold us out, sold the property to the government, and then we moved out of that area. You're supposed to be in the civil rights museum like every other church and so the church in Birmingham. That's a different story for a different discussion. I, I grew up in that I grew up in that thing. Um and um yeah, I grew up in that thing, but I I was raised by educators. My grandma was a, a chef and a church going person, but she made enough money and she sent all her kids to college. They were college professors. My auntie, best friend is calm and mom and they Worked in Chicago, say with Kanye West, mom. So I always been around like books and knowledge, or whatever. So I, I grew up in an encyclopedia, but I also growing up, I also grew up in the church and singing the choir. Me and my brother, but when I got to school, um, took philosophy class, and Dr. Green, lo and behold, shout out to Dr. Green, took Dr. Green uh, philosophy class, and he would always question me, always challenge me, he kind of shaped and molded me into the person I am today to question and challenge everything. And um, from that day, I, I, I mean, I read the Bible front to back, read the Quran, um, I read Buddhism, Sanskrit, Eight Noble Truths, I, I read the story of um, Krishna, all, all of those things. Uh, I got all the books at the house. Hell, I even have the Mormon Bible at the house. Me too. You know, it's, it's very comedic. It is. But, um, <laughs> you know what, um, what it the writers of South Park made a musical about that shit. They sure did, that, and it was that, true. That should let you know. It was true. No, I, I mean, living in Hollywood, bro. Yes, he does. Living in Hollywood. Like, when we first moved to Hollywood, like, seven, eight years ago, bro. Did y'all, you see that white man walk around thinking he was Jesus? <laughs> I'm from Belson. Let that bitch, let me walk around that bitch with my afro and a dashiki on some of them blades. You, you ain't going to jail. What? Going to jail today. You going to jail now? Going to jail now. Ain't no jail now. Ain't no police never locked that crack up. They sure won't. Of course not. 
What I found through all of my culmination of reading all the different books or whatever, it's all about um, knowledge yourself to me, man. Knowledge yourself. Um, I even read the whole, you know, Egyptian text, all of that. I feel like us individual, like as individuals, man, we have to be the, the high, the highest self that we can be. I was just talking to me and Courtney was talking about this earlier today when I was on the freeway. It's just all about being the highest person that you can be, balancing. Your logic, your analytical skills, but your intuitive skills. Yes, sir. You know, that's that's how I look at at things. You know, um, it's just all about knowledge yourself, knowing who you really are. Beyond being a real nigga and a bad bitch, who are you really are? Yeah. You know, what are your intentions? Because every everything, if we if we want to manifest things, we have to have good intentions. I I kind of get all that from all the shit that I read over. Course of time. You so you don't really feel like that's a poor way to, to tap into. You don't really think nothing is taboo at this point. Like you don't look at people who who have their palms read or people who do numerology or people who look into the state of the I mean, they're searching. You know, they they still trying to find out who they are. I mean, yeah. You have to have a know have a firm belief of who you are when you came. You have to know your history. That's why I'm real big on history. Yeah. You have to know. I mean, our ancestors big on naturalism and I mean like natural things and, and numer all of those things. They read the stars. They mm -hmm. they read astrology. So that's a part it's of the seven sciences. Hmm? It's yeah. one of the seven principal exercises. Yeah. That's 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 who we are. So we just I'm I'm all about knowledge itself, simple as that. Like even that's something as mystical as the, the strawberry moon that was just the other day. Yeah. Like it means something. It means something. Yeah. The, the name itself, the strawberry moon, like it sounds oh but it's like no, Native Americans called this the strawberry moon because they knew that this was the time when they were supposed to harvest strawberries. So it's like when you see these different things and these people call these things by different names, we make them sometimes more mystical and than they really are. That's about, as you just said, so beautifully balancing out your logical, analytical skills with your intuition, with your intuitive self and being able to balance all these things and realize what is of God, what is God, and where you fit in on that spectrum. Hmm? Anybody else? I mean, like, uh, I grew up in the church. <laughs> I grew up in the church. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah the rap battle contest. Yeah, like, we gonna get Fucking, uh, my grandparents had me church or whatever, but also my grandparents were teachers. Like, my grandmother was a chemistry and biology teacher, and so, like, I would read the books and shit. Um, like, church was always just like, hey, you have to go through this. Um, sure. Being a person that would, like, read the dictionary and shit, like, it was just like, I always had questions. And, like, I always, like, questioned, like, like how, like why this, why this, blah blah blah. Then I got to the point where it was just like, oh, like I understood what the overall message was. Don't be a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and then it was like I don't have to come here anymore. Like y'all ain't teaching me nothing new. Yeah. And so it was just like y'all just trying to get people to follow in like the same system and shit. Y'all shit perpetuated. Indoctrination. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, 
I can just not be a shitty person, like, out here doing, like, my thing. <laughs> Goodwill on our peace towards your fellow man. You know what That's I mean? <laughs> for real, for real. But, you know, whatever. Cole? Ooh. Oh, yeah, I definitely feel like Christianity was the slave ship religion. Uh, <laughs> man. I used to get my ass beat like the slaves when I wanted to go to church. Cause I just didn't feel right about that shit, man. Like, I think kids are the most honest people on earth. And if they telling y'all something wrong with that church, something wrong with that church, bro. Like, that shit, like, bro, like, I get goosebumps while churches and hospitals I don't fuck with. No more. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. Don't nobody never tell a newborn baby or a newborn animal how to breathe. Nobody teach that motherfucker how to swallow. You might have to change the diaper because, you know, right now that. They're not capable of, you know what I'm saying, understanding wow. that they can change their diet. Yeah, you know, that was dope. That was, that was, you just said something so, really dope. Like, right I feel like we are made of their images, and I feel like it's more than one God. Like, I feel like it's multiple. Because, honestly, man, can't no one motherfucker just do all this. It's a, it's a, it's a different type of God for different type of things. You know what I'm saying? It's a human God. You got animal gods. You got planet guys, you got water guys, you got air guys. It's like the like we we hitting it on the head and I also feel like religion is a sign of fear. Motherfuckers wanna feel some type of way about taking that last breath. I'm excited to take my last breath, people. Because mm-hmm. I wanna know what the next dimension talking about. Do your spirit carries on or is, is this it? You know what I'm saying? Do you uh, do you get it? Like every Christian in in this world kills me with I know where I'm gonna go. No the fuck you don't, nigga. <laughs> no the fuck you don't, cause in your right human mind, if God bless you with that mind, of question that next that next day, that next minute, that next step, nigga, you question it in that next last breath. Yeah. So fuck out of here for all the Christians that be like, I know where I'm going and the Muslims that be like the white devil. Listen man, I cut everybody in this bitch and that motherfucking oxygen hit your shit. Some type of rain. <laughs> Okay, yeah. and if I cut you in the right place, nigga, you ain't gonna have that long to keep leaking that red shit out. Yeah. Okay, so when you take that last breath, let me know if he black or white. Wink the toe two times. <laughs> if you can. It's just, man, it's just, bro, after being so fed, after seeing my father drink like a bitch, Friday, Monday through Saturday, and Sunday you wanna wake up stinking, still smoking them squares, and go to church. Nigga, come on. Yeah. Come on. I think what you just said about not fucking with churches and hospitals was so profound. And I, I kind of just, if I can, I just want to break that down. You want to know just why? Just a second. Because all of them motherfuckers don't wear their hoodies before they go to work. Look at the priest. Look at the motherfucking doctor. Yeah. Look at the KKK. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, but like, that's dope. Not only that, but... The same chill that you get from going to a hospital, you get from going to an actual church because just as sure as they have lost lives inside of the hospital, they have lost multiple souls Souls, inside of the church. And it is so eerie being inside of a place where you know that, you know, sometimes they try to equate the hospital and the church to being the same thing. Like, oh, when your soul is sick, you're supposed to be able to come to church. And it's like, but y'all don't y'all don't take into consideration yeah, what type of yeah. doctors y'all got coming in this motherfucker. Like, the, the pastors and things, like, they, they are polluting a lot of things. Like, it is 
1,000% disrespectful to a neighborhood to see a new church being built on the corner and the schools ain't got the stuff that they need. Amen. It's 100% a smack in the face of our people to see right along with the building fund. We all, You're always asking us for more money, but you are coming in dressed to the latest and your children, pastor children, y'all coming in here looking down at us like, the fuck? Like, Yo, what made me upset? What made me upset about church? I don't mean to cut y'all off, but I got old parents, bro. Mm -hmm. My mom just retired like three, four years ago, so she's only seeing eight hundred dollars a month. I ain't putting my mama business out there, but you know how they fuck our parents after working sixty-five years, and now they finally retired, don't got shit. That's real. Yeah. So my mom is taking a portion of that motherfucking check and she going to church every month, and is literally not paying real church bills that she needs to pay. But yet she can pay that goddamn church bill. Yeah. And I say, Mama, if this pastor is real, he should tell you, you need to take care of yourself first before you take care of your spirit. Or she should, he should take care. You know, and nine out, not to drill no woman, but nine out of ten, it's mostly a black woman in that church than a, than a black man. Because you want to know why? A black woman, not, not dogging my women. But it's so easy to like get y'all off sidetrack and to say here, black, all a black woman want to do is feel comfortable. They want to, we want to believe in something bigger yeah. than us. And they they want we want security. So that's what security it is. Is, is the so name with that for black the name man, of the game. You know what it is? It's, yes. it's a, it's a clash yeah. with nigga. I've been told that I'm a king, I'm a this, I'm a god, but y'all got me want to, uh, nigga. I can't. That can't be my god. That pointed nose and that that motherfucking hell. I'm sorry. If I got to get cast to hell. Saying that this my God, this image, that image don't look like me. Yeah. And it's just like when I go on the job and they tell me, you can be this in this company, you can be that. Guess what image is telling me this? That same fucking image that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. So where's this black man that got this 401k, this motherfucking operational plant manager? Where's this black guy? Because he needs to feed me this fucking orientation in order for me to believe that I can move up in this company. Precisely. If this cracker keep telling me this shit, I don't see a nigga up here in your position, bitch. So how can I motherfucking believe that I can be an operational manager in five years? I'm through with it. Yeah. I be laughing at these motherfuckers in orientation. Bitch, I'm going to be here two months after these 90, <laughs> 90 days over with. I get these insurance to get my teeth fixed, bitch. Jump. After my 90 days over with, I'm calling off on your ass. You can't do nothing but put it on paper. Until you decide that I'm over my motherfucking points or whatever, and then you can find me. But other than that, I'm in the system. And I'm still fine for I'm still what? fine. What? Brown. <laughs> okay, I'm going to lower that shit down. So Man, what? Let me get it down. So, Belle. Let me ask you. Because the reason why I bring this question up is because, as Cora was saying earlier about. Juneteenth big, being bigger once we find ourselves. Once we find ourselves and once we get closer to who we are and all that. You know, once we get to that degree. What do you feel about people who do stuff like... Did the video stop? It did. Ooh, I just said something on Facebook that they didn't like. Hey, she got two real dollars. Ooh. <laughs> Facebook didn't got us.
Hold up, wait a minute. Let me pull some. Y'all thought we was finished. Hey. <laughs> Are we back? Yeah. Oh, okay, so. Hey, and I'm back. Verse 2. And you know me. Ain't no. Oh, me. You die slowly. Bible, assault, rifle. Thou shalt not kill unless it make you feel like they superior. Nah, bro, who you with? DSGB by clear. All the money that we can get. What you gonna say? Yeah, they got you. Alright, um. Um. So I was asking. Sorry. I was asking, like. Appreciate everybody joining back, man. Yeah, thank y'all for coming back, gang. All Welcome that. back, y'all. Welcome back. Stop saying stuff to make me trigger in the song. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but, um, oftentimes, I see a lot of people now. Well, not now. But in the past, people have turned their nose up and been, because they were afraid, because they have been taught to fear anything that has it. So people really be acting like it's really that problematic for people to have an interest in like numerology and reading the stars and stuff like yeah. that. Like they really act like that's problematic. Like you're gonna get condemned. You know, it's the like devil. Like, like, like it's like it's witch hunting. Like the thing that's always been so kind of disrespectful to me in the sense it's like how I see people and they condemn voodoo it's witch magic the stuff that, that our ancestors did down south it's like oh my god witch magic oh my god like dark voodoo but now on TLC you can find people who do white magic like the mm -hmm. Long Island medium yeah, and yeah. she do all of this stuff that our ancestors have done and all of a sudden it's, it's, it's just, white, white magic okay what do you feel about that as far as religion? Like, what do you, where, where are you? Because I know your background. You grew up in the church. Heavily. Your grandfather is a pastor. Um, so, just off that misconception that all the pastor's kids would fly and look down at everybody. That's right. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you wanted to be out with everybody. Exactly. Like, I, I, I was given whatever I could get, and that's the type of lifestyle we live. Um, we had the, the direct reverse of what you expect a pastor's family to be like everybody i'm so used to seeing churches and the pastor is someone who the, the community reveres and each sunday he can go to a family's house and they'll cook him a meal or give him a plate and they'll raise a special offering every once in a while they have an appreciation just for the pastor because all he does for everybody in the church well my granddaddy was that person every time somebody was in the hospital every time somebody was sick every time somebody died every time somebody needed something he was the person that was always going but it wasn't that many people that fed back into him so like, he's 89 now, and he's still pastoring every Sunday. And for the fact that he is so tied to what he believes in, I respect him for it. Now, what, what I'm building up to say is, as much as he's been pastoring since 1949, 
1949 is when he started. Uh, so from 49 to now, from 49 to 19. Right, John. Um, I am bothered by the fact that I learned the majority of things that I was taught in church were preference. Mm. They weren't principle. Mm. Mm. So say that say that one more time. They say weren't like the, most, they, the majority time. of the things that I learned in church weren't preference. I mean, was preference. They weren't principle. Like you taught me how to do something because you didn't like it, not because you could explain why it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I grew up thinking women couldn't wear red. Women couldn't wear lipstick. One was not supposed to cut her hair. These are all preferences that were set by the people who controlled what happened inside of the church, not necessarily the things that happened in church that were exact, exactly right. And wrong because we all know the Bible contradicts itself yeah. in multiple spots. Yes. Like, and we all pick and choose—not we as in us, but people. Yeah, society okay. picks and chooses what is actually relevant to the Bible and what's not. Come on, Bill. Because the Book of Leviticus holds. Come on, Bill. I don't know how many times you're supposed to die because of things that you've done, but we still sit here and eat shrimp. I mean, I can wear cotton and polyester. They nobody gonna say nothing about it. I ain't you play football. Scrimp. I get. I die. Hey, hold on now. Don't go to the book of pimp on us, baby. Don't go to the book of chat. Blame me. You a boss. I ain't feeling this shit. That's my bad. My bad, y'all. So, like, when I look at it, like, although I do hold a deep respect to everything that he holds true to him, and the path that he's walked so long. Me at thirty years old, I have the consciousness now. Not saying I'm woke anything, but I. Have a mind that works well enough to say all of this that y'all doing ain't in the Bible. Yeah. Like you would be amazed at how many things church people say that you should do or you should be, but ain't none of that actually in the Bible. It's all a derivative, a, a, a derivative of what they thought it meant. And one person pro- preached it so long is now in somebody's rap shit not in the Bible. Exactly. Store you shouldn't get tattoos. You're going straight to hell. And they can't explain to you why. Don't tattoo yet. They cannot. You can't tell me that Jesus drank wine. You're gonna say, well, wine back then was different. No, back then it was stronger. <laughs> yeah. Because you can. Me you, that white cracker. I want a graham cracker. <laughs> the, the, the way that they fermented wine in those days literally made wine stronger than what it is now. Yes. So you're not going to tell me that Jesus never got to the point where he was actually not sober, like not drinking wine that like you don't read about Jesus's life between twelve and thirty. Yes, sir. Come on. Exactly. Here, so, I think it made some mistakes somewhere. Exactly. We just we just carefully forgot those after 325 AD. Like when Jesus joined it's a lot of different ways. Like I, my, my family put all this pressure on me to understand who you are in God and who you are and how you're supposed to carry yourself by 12. Yeah. Because, and the reason why I had a notion with that, I've been saving up for years, and just recently it finally came out. Like, the area or the circumference of what you're supposed to know. Diction. Diction. Is so vast now compared to when they were 12 in Jesus' time. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have to understand much about the world to be in the world at 12 back then. Just your village. Exactly. That's all you needed to know. But, I mean, my favorite quote is by Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's, as the area of our knowledge grows, so too does the perimeter of our ignorance. So the more you amass, literally the more you don't know at the same time. Precisely. So, 
if that holds itself to be true, the world has continuously got bigger over time. Like, it has spread and spread and spread to now it's seven, it's seven and a half billion people walking on this on this planet. That's the last tally that we have, to be accurate. If It's a baby being born right now. Exactly. If, if, if it's right that... Now. If it's that massive and it's this much knowledge that we are amassing in our time, we are in the information age that is, we have learned more about human history in the last 30 years than they have learned in the last 300. The last two days. Bruh, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So think about what 12-year-olds have to know to be in the world now. That's why I think yeah. this age keeps getting further and further. Yeah, in Jesus' time, it was 12. And then, you know, they start putting all this hype around being 16. Yeah. And then they put all this hype around being 21. And now it seems like 30 is this new coming of age. I feel the, the more this world puts inside of it, the more you have to have a, a, a relative sense of understanding about yourself and where you place yourself in it. It wasn't yeah. that many places to put yourself in at 12 back then. Yeah. And this is thing. 30 wow. is 25 part 2 for me. I'm for real. That's how you feel. Yeah. Now with all this motherfucking hell growing out my ear, I feel five. <laughs> 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 Man, what? <laughs> I want to give another shout out to my homie CJ. He has this thing called Black on Black Magic, right? Where you take history, things that are very near and dear to our ancient ancestors in Africa, twist them to either benefit them or diminish us as a whole. Whether yes, sir. It's things like the pyramid, yes, the all seen eye, uh, the story of Jesus, like all these things. Christianity in itself, the original Ethiopian religion, which I forget, forget the name of right now, but this thing called black on black magic where it's made to make us feel belittled in who we naturally are and to push up the self-esteem of other people. And I say that because even with what you're saying as far as like people now having to know a lot more, you know what I'm saying? Like every aspect of life, even with 12 year olds. We hold the Egyptians to this great standard. Come on in here, Eugene. Come on. You know, when, uh, honestly, in my personal opinion, not defending what happened, you know, even the hieroglyphic itself is, is, I still see it as a very primitive text. It is an emoji. It is, and that's what I'm getting to. Looking at 12 year olds now, or even worse than that, four or five-year-olds that can't read or write, but they understand emojis, they understand signs, they understand symbols. They don't know how to type on YouTube. They just know if they tap the mic and say what they want, they can get what they need. So we're dealing with a whole different construct of human element at this point. So they're starting from ground zero without the necessary tools that we amass as far as reading and writing, which hopefully they'll get later in school. But um, they're still starting with a wider base of information they have to know. So by yeah. the time that they're 12, 5, 10 years from now, who knows what's going to be their place for them. What's I mean, but that's the, that's, that's, the necess cool. that's the necessity of the OG in our communities, though. And that is why we see a lot of these kids swimming because they have all of the access to all of the information without anybody telling them what they should really latch on to or what would be beneficial to them. How do we navigate that for them? Right. Because we were taught preference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were taught preference. It's not principle. Yeah. And we, luckily, us in this room, we all found our individual way. It's even right. differences in how we all seven think. Yeah, because but I... But what do we do for the upcoming generation? Mm -hmm. That's the idea of that. I 
think that's that's why the middle children are so necessary because we are the only generation that actually grew up with the internet. Like we had the all of the algorithms that are that are presented on the internet today were based off of us. You know what I'm saying? From all of the things that we did on Bebo and MySpace mm -hmm. and all those different things, Facebook's algorithm we is based on what we did. Yeah, we were the guinea pigs. Yeah. Everything that is hot now, it had to pass a certain level of staying power with us. We were the first ones to taste a lot of these different things that they were allowed to cook up. So, Grandparents were the con uh, consequence. Parents were the trial. We are the error. So what is going to be the consequence if you don't correct it for the mm -hmm. situation? That is absolutely correct because I feel like that's what had me thinking about religion as a as a whole because it's like when I when I think about like my journey through religion is not as abstract it is not as resolute like there is not a continuing flow of religion in my life my mother is was and is a very liberal dope grown warrior goddess my mother was raised in the church my great-grandmother had all of them inside of the church in jerusalem baptist church inside of belsimo they were church kids they were all in there but my mother said to me and my brother no matter what i do you can't get into heaven if there is a heaven on my back so you still have to do the work necessary to get you in whatever paradise is. So I don't want to pump you full of the word because the word for you will be your experiences. I believe in God because I've seen God. I've seen his work in my life. And to counter to what Tim was saying earlier about it being more than one God, I'm a believer in that. Although I believe that the other gods, the other gods that we are talking about is us. I believe that there is one God who is the creator, who is the all, and I believe that we are made in his image. So how, who are you to tell me that I'm not a goddess? I believe that I can manifest and bend things to my will if I act within my will. I believe that I have the power and the, the know-how to be able to move and maneuver and do things inside of my own power constructs. That is my belief. My grandfather was a Yankee nigga who smoked blunts and read the Quran and the Bible together. You know what I'm saying? My, my grandmother was the most sharpest intelligent woman that I that I know but she was also somebody who was saying bruh they got us thinking that heaven and hell is a concept to where this brimstone and fire shit that's just to scare you mm. because if you really think about it can you imagine like how many people are Christians just because they don't want to be wrong mm. like they are only Christian because they don't want to save it should be celebrated Man. Right. What? Right. Like they don't want to they don't want to be Expand wrong. They, mind, they, they don't, don't want, want to be on the other side of history. Yep. They don't want to for Jesus to come back and they be like, oh nah nigga, you ain't gang gang. You can't come over here and switch sides now. Because they are they are submerged in this fear tactic that makes you believe that you gonna die. Some folks on the know fiery fires. Some folks know it though, because my I had to I lost a grandma two years ago, and then I've just recently lost a grandma. And I always call them my, one of my Christmas. Well, Mama Lois, if y'all know her, if you got a fat fear, you know, that's my grandma. But um, my other grandma was my mama's mama. She a Riley girl. 
And they told her, well, they told them, my grandma, the rather grandma told them, before I die, do not bury me in that church, give me a graveyard center. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She knew because she was like, shit, the most gossip is in this church. And I'm yes. not knocking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, you gotta protect the man, the hurtest people out of been hurt by is church people. Yes, that church you know hurt. It saying? went. It, it, it's a hashtag they, that went most viral. Church people put people church in the fucking pillow. I never chose a church one. And I have chosen. Yeah, like church people really put. I had my first fight in church. And that song, we fall down, but we get up. When you fall down around a bunch of church motherfuckers, boy, they don't they let you get up too easy. Yeah, I'm talking about for real. And that that was that was the highlight. That was the turning point for me. Cause I remember being a teenager, and like, funny story. So, I go, we used to go to camp every year, twice a year. The last week in June, first week in July, and then the three days after Thanksgiving. The three days after Thanksgiving was Sunday school camp, and the last week in June was youth camp. The first week in July was camp meeting. So it technically it was three times, but we stayed the whole two weeks. So that was like our vacation. <laughs> so after youth camp, we would come home just to wash clothes and go right back. Because we only took like six or seven outfits. We were there for a whole week. We kids. We ran through them. So mm-hmm. come home, wash clothes, come back. When we the, the time, That Sunday I got back, um, the kids that came found out who I was, like who my granddaddy was. Or whatever. So I don't know what was said or what happened. So my luggage had wood glue thrown in it. Mm. So everything that I owned clothes-wise had wood glue on it. So this lady came and she was my mentor. Her name was Sister Johnson. She was from Mobile. So Sir Johnson took me and bought me five outfits and a pair of shoes. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm come somewhere back in the game, blah, blah, blah. I get home, and the day I got home was my birthday. So I'm thinking, okay, you know what I'm saying? All is going to be fine. Birthday going to come along. When I got to this point that I understood that, on, that church people only cared about what other people saw, not about what took place in their own household, like your child, had all of his clothes vandalized but you didn't care outside the ramifications of other people knowing it mm-hmm. because if this happened at home it was oh well what you got or whatever get over whatever just happened to you not assess what took place or talk about the fact that I was violated like mm-hmm. this is everything that I hold dear to me like we're not talking about just clothes we're talking about the art the things that I brought with me comic books jewelry stuff I actually held in my possession that I cared about all of this was demolished because wood glue don't come off like once you put yeah, it on there. Man, so once I heard my family come to me and like I was upset and I had like bad anger problems. So when I got mad, you really Justifiable had anger. you had problems. Like when I'm upset, move. Like, yeah, hey, that's a big story, hey, nigga. Trust like, me. <laughs> I know. Hey, Tim, Tim will tell you, nigga. I, I believe. I believe. I believe. So like. <laughs> I was pissed. I mean, I was. After we got to this show, so it don't matter. I want all the smoke. I pissed. We're gonna have to wear this show. You talking about talking about some big storm? That's a big ass nigga, man. I want to. I want to. I'm talking about him for disrespecting me, but I want to talk about that. I'm sorry, my bad. But like, talking about the final fantasy shit. Cool, cause we talk about it. It's all good. But like, it's the bring it full circle. Like the the thing that started to deteriorate this process for me was, you don't care about your fellow man. You care about the perception you have to them. Yes, sir. Because if you cared about people, then you would always have the same rapport. You would always be the same you, or you would try to be with everybody that was a kindred spirit to you. It is or a everybody high. that it's you hard. see that you could elevate to your level, you would take the time to. Mm-hmm. The only people you would distance yourself from are the people that you knew you could not help. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable. Because that's beyond the realm of your comprehension of helping right now, because you don't know how to. 
when I realize Christians don't do that, like when I really look at it and I realize that they don't do that, you only help the people you want to or you deem worthy of it. Because the people, this, this lady walk into the church and her teeth are deteriorated because she's been on drugs. Like, she has three kids. She's pregnant now. And she comes to tell you she has a problem. You tell her to come to service. You don't fix her issue. You don't give her guidance to how to Resources. fix herself. Resources. You just tell her to come to service. And then you hit her over the head with whatever you don't preach about that week. And none of it actually helps. And then add you to Exactly. And while you're there, they put a collection plate in front of you. You just came because you don't have nothing else. The thing that's so ridiculous about Christianity for me is the fact that all of y'all can't even agree on which way y'all want to praise the same God. It's a hundred different denominations. And getting back to what we was talking about with the Mormons, this got to be the whitest shit I've ever seen. I'm sorry. This got to be the whitest, most ridiculous. Like, first of all, Christianity. And I'm sorry for all of my Christian, you know, believes because whatever. First of all, it's Juneteenth. We got the right to talk about our God. I feel like, I, I feel like this, yo. Like, you, you, in, in every other religion, mm-hmm. there is a process that you have to get to or undergo in order for you to be redeemed of sins that you have been, have done that have been egregious to your fellow man. Hey, can I tell the story? Fuck no, baby. Let me tell you. I just want to tell the story. Let me do it. Let me do it. I just want to tell the story. Let me do it. Come on. Let me do it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been wanting to tell this story all my life. Let me tell it. Let me tell it. All my life. All my life. So. I know you had a point. I know, but I just want to tell the story. Go ahead, fam. So. He bought it in. So, okay, so listen. They live in Homewood, right? And the Mormons will come. Point. The Mormons will come to door to door. You know what I'm saying? They ride their bikes. They they walk, whatever, right? You hardly ever see them cars. But her mom welcomed whoever she welcomed. Her witnesses. She welcomed uh, Mormons. Whoever wanted to speak, she would listen. You know whatever, right? So one day they came over. I was like, nah, I ain't fucking. I went to her room. They was talking to the living room. Next thing you know, she come in and she said, hey. They finna draw heaven. Okay. So I go in there. They were on a piece of paper. They got you got soul prison. That ain't even hell. First of all, they ain't soul prison. That's like purgatory. But it's like this right now. Like this right now is soul prison, right? Bleached anime. Yeah. Yeah. So this right now is soul prison. It's supposed to be purgatory, and them. Coming to your door is them trying to lead you up to heaven, right? So you got three stages of heaven, right? You got the the moon, the stars, and the sun, right? So the sun is the highest level that you can go to because that's what God is, right? Fire. Right. Which and then you got so that VIP heaven right there. That's what I call it. So <laughs> then you got so then you got the the stars, and that's like. That's Dance like being in the club, you know what I'm saying? If you in the moon, you got okay. in before 12. So the moon is 
the in the club portion, right? And the stars is like you being outside, you being led to the club. You so know the what stars is the parking lot pimping. That's where the car show go down. Pretty much. Well, you know I, I want to go to stars. Then I don't want to go in the club. I can't smoke. And weed they also <laughs> they drew this on a piece of paper, and we went to the actual church, and they have an actual picture of someone of them drawing their depiction of heaven and the angels with horns and and the clouds and the stars and that is their version of heaven they can draw it that's the best shot guy that is that is what they do they also have a picture of john smith and jesus and um and, and god together pocahontas is mary magdalene hey shout out to bob for joining the stream what's up crenshaw what's happening yo the homie Hey, what up, though? Hey. That nigga said I feel the spiritual Tyson, the Count Carson, like I grew up reading Cosmos, like I yeah. videos, all of that yeah. shit. Because yeah. it's stupid shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I just want to say everybody religion looked like them. Buddha looked fat and Asian looking like like. Yeah, y'all, that one's she went fat. Yeah, but you know the statues. You know what you're talking about. But I'm just saying though, like every everybody image of religion favors them. But when they get down to the niggas. <laughs> Okay, hit that though. <laughs> hit that though. I mean, it's like. Hit that though. They'd be like, Jesus. I'd be like, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're talking about, you know, the Rishas and all of that. Like when people go to speaking about those different things. But the, the point that I was trying to make, and I'll close with that. The point that I was trying to make initially was the fact that we have become to this place where we have started to look at religion and the things that religion gives us as as, as if it is a hospital. Hmm. We have begun to look at the things that we are given when it comes down to these religious tones and we have fought wars and died upon the flags upon a, a, a fucking crucifix that, that really heralds murder as the top priority of the religion. We murdered every, the Spanish Inquisition and all of the different things that came with it. They murdered in the name of a God mm -hmm. that tells you Ultimate that sacrifice. you should not be able to do these different things. In some kind of way, we have been made to even war within our own selves. Our black folks, we have been able to war within our own mm -hmm. selves. We, we look at each other differently for being a Christian. Or for being a Muslim, for practicing however you want to practice, for trying to find God however you want to find it. Like we have created so many different dialogues of, of just complete separation between all of us that there's it's almost like people would rather be by themselves than actually have to have a conversation about what religion is because of the pain that comes from it. Because by having a conversation about what you believe religiously, you're pretty much dooming yourself to be misunderstood and pretty much be introverted. Because if you are to say you don't want to practice a certain religion, the only thing people really hear you say is... You going to hell. You going to hell. You going to hell. I didn't want to interrupt you, but you basically you going to hell. You going to hell. I can't be I can't be seen with you. I can't be associated with you because you are a demon. You're going to hell. You are evil. A funny story that I that I have is I used to work at a call center. I used to work at a call center with somebody and it was just funny how old the mm, 
Without realizing the hell that they are raining down upon the people yeah, around them, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they're quick to tell you about how a place that they gonna they willing to put you in as far as your damnation, without realizing how much hypocrisy and bullshit they spew at you on a daily basis. But that's a different story. This older woman, she was a very lazy person on the job, and she used to just pretty much try to pander to people with that older sweet lady. Oh, I'm old. I can't really do my job, but I'm sweet. You'll help me, right? So one day the Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama was coming to UAB for like a yeah yeah, a yeah I, re like I remember yeah. The Dalai Lama is like one of my life heroes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the Dalai Lama is man is an outcast. He's an outcast from his own nation. Homie really be chilling. He yeah, really be chilling. He is a good man, bro. I said, yo, I would really like to go and see the Dalai Lama. She immediately turned her face up. This is a woman who gossips, who steals, mm -hmm. who, who who steals. No, I she Typical gossips. First Sunday she she moment. steals. She is manipulative. She said, "Oh, I don't mess with him. He the devil." Mm. Okay. I said, I, I said, I said, wait, wait, wait a minute. The Dalai Lama is a devil. I said, why would you say that? And the only response she can give me was, Jesus said, if it's not of him, then it's the devil. I immediately looked at this woman in her face. Yeah, With all due respect, I said, ma'am, that is foolish. And the fact that you are still alive after being this stupid <laughs> is, a, is a feat. Natural selection. This is, this, this is beautiful. Like, I, 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 I kid you not, I promise you I said this to this woman. I said, I could not believe that you would be so arrogant. You would be so arrogant and so ignorant in your arrogance that you would cast somebody into a fiery hell that you can't even roll two sticks together and make yourself. <laughs> so she got the hell gun with the 30 clip in Yeah, 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 gonna let that thing go. You go to hell. You go to hell. You get holy water. Well, you she gonna go protect babies and fools and she sound like no girl. Man, that woman ain't protected. She in the same place I am trying to get a chick. Nigga. Fuck you talking about. Anyway. Um... That that was pretty much it. That's all I wanted to I say. I think we uh, definitely need to change the subject because yeah. we got on Facebook when they got on me. I'm we right should have been right from that. I mean, I think we really I just need to wrap. Like, rap this it. I just. Yeah. I really think. What's up, man? I, I like our little yeah. humble abode, man. I like red, so I'm definitely. Gang, 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 gang. At any rate, listen, y'all. We really appreciate y'all for rocking the first, the first go round, and those who came to the second go round. We appreciate that. We appreciate our. Wonderful, dopest, coldest guests for always being willing to, to collaborate with us and clash in the best way possible. We appreciate that. Y'all can follow St. Cold Sweet and the Sweet Life Podcast on Anchor and just check these folks out. Please be aware that y'all can always keep it locked right here on Smash Brothers Radio. And you can follow the Witty Committee and all things with it everywhere. We on Anchor too, baby. Follow us. Every single well. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. We come in here live and we talking cash shit all day, every day. Please stay with it for the money. <laughs>